Welcome to Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck and co-host Reverends Bill Holton and Cher Holton. Discover practical applications to bring 21st century metaphysics to work in your life. Here's your host, Paul Hasselbeck. Welcome to another edition of Metaphysical Romp 2. This is the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck having another beautiful day in my consciousness. And of course, I'm here with my co-hosts. Hi, this is Reverend Dr. Cher Holton, and it's another beautiful day in my consciousness. And this is the Reverend Dr. Bill Holton. It's very definitely another beautiful, beautiful day in my consciousness as well. And as you guys know, and for those of you who don't know, Cher and I are the co-founders of our Global Center for Spiritual Awakening Ministry. And we'd love to invite you to come visit us. We make it very easy. Just come to gcsacommunity.org. And we have all kinds of great stuff for you there. There is wonderful stuff there. And of course, I have my website, paulhasselbeck.com, where you'll find my calendar of events, as well as my blog, The Absolute Word, which we share one at the end of every program. And I am at the Plantation, Florida. I had a hard time getting that out. Plantation, Florida, end of the kitchen table. And the Holtons are... In Durham, North Carolina, in our wonderful home office. Yes, 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 yes. And so, of course, we are all about spirituality, pseudo-spirituality, science and pseudoscience. And today we're on part six. And I think the final episodes as we continue exploring joy. Yay, right? Joy. So we've been sharing the Joy Spotter's Guide as created by Ingrid Patel Lee, and we are on the fifth one and share where you take it away. I would be delighted to. What we're doing is a Joy Spotter's Guide, if those who haven't maybe listened to the last episode, where she shares a lot of very specific ways to begin to find joy and ways to things to look for. So number five is called Go Where the Wild Things Are. Wild thing. Uh, we could take this a lot of different ways. So let me explain what she means when she says it. She says that research tells us that nature is one of the most consistent and consistently underestimated sources of joy. So stop and smell the roses. Listen to the birds and look for a patch of wildness in the world around you. So, well, Sherry, you don't have to look too far. You have Bill right there. So. <laughs> that is the wild thing for he sure. He's a wild thing. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? He's also created that nature that she's talking about. He's created that beautiful opportunity just in our own backyard. Yes, yes. It's a beautiful garden, beautiful garden. And I like to go to the nature to, to calm down or to center myself. Just, just go for a walk. And when I'm walking, I'm spotting like flowers and insects and critters. It's so fun. It's a great way on a walk outside in nature to experience this, the five major senses and kind of do that, that meditation that we've talked about where what can you see, what can you hear, what can you smell? What taste buds, what are they doing and what do you feel? And just looking around and seeing all the different ways you can use your senses yeah. in nature. And and we're going to suggest uh, that you guys uh, take a look at some honest-to-goodness natural settings. A lot of large cities have really sequestered them themselves from 
nature in a way, but they've got parks and those kind of things. And so if you live near a park, you know, visit that park because, as Lee said, uh, she mentioned wildness. Well, there is some domestication involved, too, with being out in nature as well. Yes, indeed. And so the sixth one is seek out symmetry. Now, this is one that I can really, really relate to. She says, whether it's a spiral seashell, a striped awning, or a hidden face, symmetrical shapes and patterns create a sense of harmony amid the randomness of daily life. And I'm all about symmetry and balance and harmony. I was I was in the Verizon store for more hours than I would like to share yesterday. And as I was sitting there, they had had a wall with three rows of pictures. And one was not, just not right. Let me put it that way. <laughs> and so while the salesman was working with something on my phone, I quietly walked over and straightened the picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that's why I like labyrinths. Labyrinths create that sense of symmetry as you walk it and which you can combine five and six with being in nature and doing a labyrinth that's outside. You can combine both of those and find lots of joy spotting. In fact, that's true of all these. You can do you can do combos all you want. The point is, are you setting the attention to see things that you will then spark joy within you? Because I think it's really important for us to re- remember that when we call this joy spotting, it sounds like the thing outside is causing the joy inside. And we haven't lost our minds to our regular listeners. It's, it's just an easier way of saying it. And it's what the author wrote. But when I'm thinking about joy spotting, I'm looking for the things that I cause myself to have joy over. And, and that's really, really important. And so this is where we... We get confused with correlation and causation. This is a correlation thing, not a causation thing. Do you guys want to say anything more about that? Uh, Just quickly, that uh, joy is an inside job is what we're saying. And number seven, she says, is search for signs of abundance. Lush, textured, or layered, a sense of abundance is simply another clue to the presence of joy. Look for exuberance and variety, like the fruits piled high in front of produce shops or a neighbor's zealous holiday decorations. (laughs) Yeah, and one of the things I like doing is going to a market where they have all kinds of fruits and vegetables and house plants and there's all these aromas it's such a place to go to to experience all my senses and just tying in with what you said earlier about it's an inside job what both of you said and then going to this one even different things bring that joy to different people and that's why it's an inside job because we could both be seeing the same thing but have different feelings about it and different energies around it. So just kind of encouraging you to go out and look for the things with the expectation. I'm I'm bringing that joy. I'm attracting that joy to myself. And I think abundance, again, this ties in with the nature one, but look how many different shades of green there are. 
Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I really love it when spring's coming because mm-hmm. then, then I get to really see a lot of them. And I'm just remembering something from the previous one on symmetry. She talks about looking for a hidden face. It turns out that we have a natural ability to seek out faces everywhere we go. And so for me, it's pretty easy to see faces. And someone, a friend calls it seeing faces in unexpected places. Mm. Seeing faces in unexpected places. And an unexpected place is in my condo. One day I was washing my face and I have um, a variegated countertop and boom, <laughs> I saw I saw a cat, I saw a lion. And then in another spot, I saw the face of a kitty cat. And I don't even own cats, but <laughs> that natural thing to look. We we don't even have to think about looking for faces. It's no. something we automatically do. And we complete. If if something isn't symmetrically finished, we'll complete it in our mind. There's all kinds of perceptual activities online you can go to, and you'll see like you see a triangle, but it's not really a triangle. It's like parts of lines and we fill in the rest of it in our mind. So that's kind of goes with what we are looking. We see what we are looking for. And if it's not there, we create what's yes. needed to bring the reality. Of yep. And if you've ever had a Rorschach test, oh. you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Where would those pictures fit? Well, I forget what the name, there's a name for them, but those pictures that just look like an abstract, but if you stare at them, all of a sudden it just jumps and you see an actual three-dimensional picture. Have you oh, ever those done were that? all the rage quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah. they're amazing. And and um, I don't know where that fits in here, but it's almost like a zoom in because that's what you have to do. Oh, we haven't come to zoom in yet, but that's coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like what you have to do to, to be able to see that. And I'm thinking about the completion, how we create, you know, our, our eyes are amazing, how they work to see things. Yeah, and, and that really brings us the, to the eighth one, which is watch for weirdness. Uh-huh. Now, I happen to be weirdness, but I also watch for weirdness. And she says, is there something that seems a bit out of place? The flower poking through the crack in the sidewalk or the man in the gray suit wearing rainbow socks. These odd juxtapositions can hold the seeds of unexpected joy. And <laughs> socks are a big one for me. I don't wear socks like she's describing, but boy, I look for them. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed a lot of the newscasters and and people on the morning shows, a lot of the men wear those really bright, weird socks. socks. It's almost like that's their opportunity to express themselves. <laughs> yeah, and whoever thought gym shoes would be okay on a set? Yeah. Oh, I know. It's going to be that way, too. <laughs> and if you're really looking for weirdness when you get up in the morning, look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Before you do anything, right? Before you mess oh. with your hair. <laughs> well, so that's why I don't have long hair anymore. <laughs> Waking up and seeing it all going in all kinds of directions. No, that's not too much fun. Okay, Sherry, you want to do the next one? Sure. Since I mentioned zooming in, number nine is called Zoom In. Ladybugs, snowflakes, or mini cupcakes. Sometimes delightful things come in small packages. Focus your attention like a microscope to see if you can spot any tiny joys in your surroundings. Yeah, I I notice cupcakes. 
And I'm noticing that there's more and more of those little ones. And here's the talk about weird things, which is the last ones. I don't like cupcakes. They're too messy to eat. Trying to get them out of that little paper thing, and it just makes a mess. However, looking at them are is quite a sight for the eyes. Yeah, M&M's. <laughs> M&M's. M&M's, yeah. They're so much fun. And yeah, I think that's an interesting one because we miss a lot when we don't pay attention. And yeah. sometimes just looking for those little things, we'll start seeing. That's where you see the faces, for example, in yeah. the linoleum or in the uh, uh, floor. Yeah, and what's really interesting, she's, she's mentioned, I think we did this last week about looking up. Well, for zoom in, to me, it's more like looking down. And, mm-hmm. and that's when I see the little plant growing between the crack and finding or unusual ants. things. Ants are so interesting to watch. Yes. And they occasionally do. I find a penny or a nickel or a dime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I'm getting antsy, so let's move to number 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she says to notice the invisible. Sometimes the things that bring us or the the things really that we see joy in aren't apparent at first to the naked eye. For example, the dance of the wind through the trees, the flickers of light on water or the air pressure under a plane's wings. Noticing the invisible can help us be more present to the magic of the now. Yes, indeed. The magic of the now. Because... You're only going to appreciate these things in the present moment, right? So you you got to be in the present. That's an interesting one. Notice the invisible. It's almost like a paradoxical statement. How do you or know? An oxy, or an oxymoron. Oxymoron, yes, it does. It's kind of like that. Well, I'm going to say, too, that invisible, you know, we are all finite beings, but we're also infinite beings as well. So we have an invisible a dimension to us and for us to kind of pay attention to our flights of fancy, uh, which only we come up with because mm-hmm. we're more than what appears to the eye, naked eye. Absolutely. That was a good one. Sherry, want to take the next one? Sure. Take the scenic route. This is an interesting one because a lot of us want to get from point A to point B right away. But she says, while it's possible to find joy when rushing around, it's easier if we take our time. So slow down, wander, and maybe even get a bit lost. This is Bill. <laughs> he, he can do that. He can be driving around and not know exactly where he's going, but he says he's never lost. He just isn't quite sure where he is at the moment. Well, he always knows where he is, even though he doesn't know where he is in the context of where he is. Right, exactly. Yeah, where I tend to get like, oh, hyper if I'm not sure where I'm going and where I am. But although I'm getting much better at that now, of just being able to enjoy the flow of it. And one of the keys for this is to plan your time so that you're not putting yourself under the stress of time. Uh, You know, leave early and uh, give yourself that opportunity to enjoy to get somewhere at your own pace. Yes. So in uh, 2023, I declared it the the year of the road trip. And Mm -hmm. actually, after the year was done, I had driven over 25,000 miles. And most of it was on back roads. Mm -hmm. I specifically sought out the back roads to see what I could see. And there were lots of wonderful surprises. However, I want to be clear. 
You can have this have similar surprises if you're going on the interstate, for example. So while going on the back roads allows me to slow down, sometimes you don't have to slow down. Right. That's a good point. And it's wherever you are, make it a scenic route. You get to choose it. I'm going to call this a scenic route and then you'll be seeing it. Yes. Yes, indeed. And the 12th and the last one is use all your senses. And Cher alluded to this earlier. Joy spotting isn't just a visual activity. Try joy listening, joy smelling, even joy tasting. Oh, oh, oh. Now I know. First cup of coffee in the morning, that is a burst of joy. And I bet that's true for you, right, Cher? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I have the joy of my wonderful husband bringing it to me every morning, which is extra Mm. special. He's such a good (laughs) guy, what can I say? And I'm you, gonna, you spot him and you feel joy, don't you? That's true. This is true. Absolutely. And I'm going to quickly suggest to our listeners that while many people think that there are just five physical senses, there are 30 to 35 physical senses. And so look them up and then pick a, a, a what are those senses and see what joy you can spot in that particular sense. Yay. Cindy. She's got Go one ahead, little Sharon. final statement to wrap up before we jump right into our next phase. Joy spotted is what she says. Once you've found it, don't keep it to yourself. Research shows that sharing a moment of joy with someone else, that kind of goes with what we just said, boosts both your joy levels and the more the merrier. If you're on Instagram, oh, that she's got her pound joy spotting to share her discoveries. A little bit of ad there. <laughs> But just remember to share it and how important that is. And we say, let us know. Let us, all three of us, know what you're spotting and how you're spotting it. Absolutely. And right now, I'm spotting today's absolute word. And the absolute word is based on Sunday messages appearing in Daily Word, a copyrighted Unity publication, and has been used with permission. And this comes from January 28, 2024. And the word is Free. Oh my gosh, do I like that word. I am free is the affirmation. Viktor Frankl, Holocaust survivor and Australian psychiatrist, wisely said, we have absolutely no control over what happens to us in life. But what we have paramount control over is how we respond to those events. In short, I can only control the controllables. I have absolute control over what is happening within me. I have the power to choose my responses and actions, which are key to my freedom. No one and no thing can make me feel a certain way. I am always living from the inside out. I freely choose my thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. If I don't like what is happening in me, I can make new choices. I do not squander my freedom. I take full responsibility for my life. I am free to create my future based on my inherent divinity. I am free. I am free to be a joy spotter. And this is Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck signing off. Thanks for listening. And this is Reverend Dr. Cher Holton saying, we appreciate you and share joy. And the three of us invite you to Ah, just simply affirm each and every day, I am free. 